Welcome to Finding Food and Fitness Freedom, the Empowered RX podcast that is dedicated to helping women achieve deep health and empowerment. Together with our team of experts, we are going to lead you on a journey of true transformation. It's time to break free from the clutches of diet culture and disordered eating to embrace a sustainable path to wellness. Our mission is to empower you with knowledge and support as we navigate this adventure together. With the strength of community and the guidance of our mentors, we'll debunk myths, challenge norms, and re-educate about what it truly means to be healthy. And yes, we're passionate about weightlifting. It's not just about physical gains, it's about building inner strength and confidence that radiates in all aspects of life. So let's embrace science-backed approaches and leave behind the quick fix mindset. This is about fostering a positive relationship with food, fitness, and ourselves. So if you're ready to embark on a journey of growth and self-discovery, hit that subscribe button and make sure to follow along on all of our episodes. Together, we'll find the freedom that comes from living a balanced and empowered life. Thank you for joining us on Finding Food and Fitness Freedom. Stay humble, stay curious, and remember, true health is within your reach. Welcome back to season five of Finding Food and Fitness Freedom, an Empowered RX podcast. I'm your host, Leah, and today I'm here with my kick-ass staff, Haley and Christina, and we're going to be talking to you about our mission. Haley, Christina, thank you so much for being here with me today. I am forever grateful to both of you, and it's been so fun over the past few years to kind of merge our friendships and our experiences and our community into full-blown careers where we are helping women achieve deep health after eating disorder treatment. So first, I want to introduce each of you and basically go over how you got involved with Empowered and why you got involved with Empowered. So Haley, go ahead. Um, So Leah and I had met a few years ago. Um, I can't really remember where it all started. It was um, just a way that we connected because I was sharing my story and Leah, you have, were so loud with Empowered RX and like growing and it was just like a great connection. We hit it off. Um, we did a couple podcasts and just kind of watching what Empowered RX was doing, um, empowering women. And it was something that I felt so strongly for because of my journey. Um, and it just really hit home. So it was something from watching from afar because I'm in Texas. So it's it's a little hard being so far away, but it's still such an amazing achievement that you've reached so far all the way to Texas. And now I have an opportunity to um, join and uh, be a part of the mission. And it's been awesome so far. Thank you, Haley. Yeah, I think we connected randomly through Morning Chalk Up, I think. Uh, Your article came out and I saw you, I followed you and you followed back and it was just kind of instant connection. We have a ton in common. Um, We're also very different, which is fun. Uh, but I think one of the big things that I really appreciate is like the, so when we started our business, we were small and I wasn't ready to hire anyone. And I said to Haley, one day I'm going to hire you. I don't know when it is, but one day I will. And she said, I'll wait till that day. And here we are. And it's so cool. Uh, and I love that it is happening in real time. And Christina, my, you're like my right-hand girl. You have been the past year, like helping me with every aspect of the business. 
and you were in Empowered before that. Like, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you came to find Empowered. Yeah, so sort of like Haley said, it sort of just happened uh, almost randomly um, in a sense of I was on Instagram one day and I saw the morning chalk up post about Empowered RX and I just had never seen anything like that. So I looked up, I remember reaching out and just, I think I messaged just like, it's awesome what you're doing. And then for, I mean, I sort of, I think that was it for a little bit. I just was like, oh, that's really awesome what you're doing. And then a little bit later, uh, a couple of months later, maybe I thought about joining myself due to like, I had treatment, um, you know, a while back, but I felt like there were things that I never really healed from sort of even the grieving of what the eating disorder took. And mm-hmm. so that was something I remember I joined and we talked about. So, yeah, I feel like I joined for me for like advanced recovery, sort of learning about more, getting more confidence in myself and my current situation. And then one day we were in a session and we were talking about what I was doing in life. And I was a CrossFit coach, nutrition coach, and just wanting more. And then we talked about interning with you and kind of stayed from there. Um, just kind of kept going from there. And I feel like I really found my place Oh, um, yeah. and really like just really connected. So, yeah. yeah, I love it. So Christina's in South Carolina and Haley is in Texas. I'm in Massachusetts. We've got, uh, you know, we're, we're hitting the Midwest. We're hitting the South. We're hitting New England. It's, it's really fun and we're growing. And I'm so grateful for you two amazing warriors. I think Christina, when you joined, uh, I knew already a little bit about your background and I, I kind of was like, I don't know if she needs empowered. Um, but we always have room for advanced recovery, which we'll talk about later. But I I knew that you would be a great addition to the team and you have been, you've coming up with one year of being a coach with us, right? Yeah. One year in uh, October, I think, which is crazy, crazy that a year has passed. So yeah, today's podcast is all about talking about our mission. And one of our missions is truly to help women bridge the gap between medical treatment and living their healthiest life. Oftentimes in the pursuit of health or in the pursuit of a certain physique or in the experiences of trauma, we end up falling prey to diet culture or patterns of disordered eating or other self-sabotaging behaviors. And medical treatment only takes us so far. It's absolutely pivotal. It's essential. We need medical treatment so that we can have the emotional and mental space to do the healing work. And therapy is amazing. Working with your dietitian is amazing. But there's a lot that goes untouched about health, about uh, happiness, about quality of life and confidence. And Empowered Rx is there to fill that gap and provide those stepping stones. So Haley, talk to me a little bit about your treatment and basically how your own kind of, I know you you kind of put your own path together, but finding CrossFit and all that helped your recovery grow stronger. Yeah. So I'm very open about my past and my childhood and a lot of trauma that I endured growing up. And I think that's what kind of led to my eating disorder. I was definitely a binger restrictor. And I also you know, coped with my trauma with a lot of other substances. So drugs, alcohol, anything um, of that nature. And so growing up and having a family of my own, I didn't really even know that I had any kind of form of like 
eating disorder, right? I just thought I just didn't know how to, um, like, uh, what's the word willpower. I had no willpower. Right. So it was kind of there like for so long. And when I found CrossFit, like I definitely didn't have the traditional like kind of treatment process, a coach of mine, just so lucky to find him was just, Hey, what do you, you know, let's talk about what you're eating. And he was just on my level. So when I started CrossFit, I was extremely out of shape. Like it was hard for me just to uh, walk up the stairs at home without being out of breath. I also had asthma. So, I mean, there's like a whole bunch of issues going on with my health. And (laughs) so watching me come into the gym and modify my movements, I think he just kind of knew that he would also have to modify other things for me, like nutrition. So it was literally one step at a time for me. And I did kind of notice as I was getting stronger, fitter throughout the years, it was a lot of the ups and downs, right? So I would uh, kind of find myself, again, just thinking I had that lack of willpower or whatever. And Um, It wasn't until then I really kind of decided to go back to therapy. And through that, I found a therapist who specialized in eating disorders. And so she kind of helped me work through some of that trauma in correlation to how I was dealing and healing with it. However, I do think the combination of having my coach show me like one step at a time and forming habits and learning nutrition that way, instead of like, you know, always having to like count, do this, do that to like hit a certain way. Like he really did teach me from the beginning, kind of that intuitive eating. And so I think just that combination of having an amazing coach and then really diving deep into therapy with a therapist who specialized in that my eating disorder um, was how I worked through that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Your coach, you've told me a lot. I've heard a lot about your coach in the past. Yeah. And he's absolutely amazing. And, and I want to point out that he, he did something very special for you. He met you where you were at. Mm-hmm. Diet culture infiltrates everything, not just CrossFit. Diet culture infiltrates the medical world. It infiltrates sports, everything. A lot of CrossFit is about paleo lifestyle or counting macros, um, the zone, the zone diet, a lot of yeah. uh, CrossFit centers around that. And we see a lot of um, athletes who become coaches without a nutrition background or an exercise background. And that's great for the general athlete. That's that's fine. But if there are people with eating disorders, which a lot of women struggle with, having a coach that has knowledge in not only behavior modification, but in intuitive eating in psychology, these things are like absolutely pivotal. And and you really got lucky in finding him. And that was in Germany, right? Yep. That was in Germany. And he's still so close to me to this day. One of my biggest cheerleaders to this day, always commenting and I'm, well, now I'm going to (laughs) cry, but yeah, I think that's like, just kind of goes to show, like, if you can find that right coach, like how much of an impact that they really can make on you. Cause I think a lot if I didn't find him and I was exposed to the wrong kind of environment walking into like CrossFit, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. So. Wow. I got chills hearing that message guys who are listening. If you are a coach, you are a role model. You set the foundation for your athletes experiences. Mm 
Haley's is a prime example of how you can make or break somebody. You don't know what kind of um, experiences somebody's walking in the door with. Mm-hmm. And empathy, compassion, and taking the time to get to know your athletes on an individual basis is so important. And that's those are part of our values at Empowered Rx is empathy, compassion, and understanding. That is a huge, huge important piece. We don't allow people to coach for us who do not have the ability to connect like that because it's just it's a make or break uh, value, basically. And I also think it, it's not only um, impacting the members or clients or whoever you are working with. It's again goes to show like me as a coach and my development was modified and mirrored a lot of what I learned from him. Mm. So you're not only influencing the general population, you're influencing other coaches as well. Great point. That's an amazing point. And we definitely coaching education, growth and development is really important to us. Um, We do have a certification releasing in 2024 for coaches. Uh, We do believe that coaches We'll we'll talk about this in a second, but are the bridge between the treatment team and real life. So we'll we'll go over that in detail. But Christina, tell us a little bit about your eating disorder journey and uh, finding fitness. Yeah. So to start, I was a gymnast in high school. Well, really elementary through high school. And when the eating disorder really started, it was in high school. So as you can see like that definitely affected my gymnastics ability. Mm. And as I got sicker and sicker, I had to quit gymnastics. And so for me, that was really like devastating, really hard, but also a really big motivator for me to want to not deal with this anymore. So that was a big thing for me of like, when I realized like I actually need help. Mm. Um, So going, that was a senior college, my treatment, was I guess it is traditional, but I didn't go to a residential. Mm. So I did my dad who quickly as a, a background, he's a chiropractor, holistic practitioner, uh, functional medicine, all that. So he did a lot of research. He found someone who specializes in eating disorder who's a psychi- psychiatrist. So um, I'm in Greenville. So we would drive to Charleston, South Carolina, which is about three, three to four hours away. We went yeah. once a week. And I met with him and we would just sort of talk and, you know, go, go over what's going on. And so the first time I went up there, when he diagnosed me with it, we talked about what's next. So we did the family, uh, family family-based treatment. So my parents were in charge of all of my meals. Um, You know, he would weigh me weekly, all of the traditional uh, practice. Um, but I felt like when I got to my weight restoration, I felt good. I felt a lot better. I had more energy. Um, I had a lot more joy in life, like really excited. I was going to college, all of that, but I never had anyone who helped me bridge. Like, what do I do now? So I remember getting to college and almost like when I would work out, I'd feel guilty. Like I was doing something wrong. Um, I wasn't sure quite how to work out. Like, is this too much? Is it not enough? Um, there was a lot of anxiety around that still. So like, and I also did cheerleading in college. So there was a lot of body image issues, a lot, a lot of crying going on around food. So I ended up getting more help for myself. Um, and I saw someone who was just a therapist and a dietitian who specialized in eating disorders. And I would go once a week. 
anyway, the dietitian helped me with, with meal planning, with learning how to eat on my own again. Um, that was extremely helpful for me. I really needed that practical, this is what a plate looks like. Um, so that was super helpful for me. Um, and she actually told me about CrossFit workouts back then. And so I started looking up the type of workouts they did, but mm. I didn't really know what CrossFit was. So that was cool. That was sort of a little like nudge there, like toward CrossFit. And then as college went on after college, um, my ex-husband, he was a CrossFit coach. So, um, I got into CrossFit that way a little bit, but I still wasn't all the way in. I was just sort of like, eh, muscles. I don't know. Like I just see the CrossFit games athletes. Like I was like, kind of like, I don't know if I can do that. So mm-hmm. a couple, probably about a year later, I decided to really dive in and, um, throughout having kids, I would like in and out with it. And so I would say when I finally committed to CrossFit and got past like the the fears and insecurities around it. I had a lot of issues with feeling confident, like almost like I didn't want to feel good at something. Cause I felt like, it, I don't know, like there's something I struggled with. So when I kind of got past all that, I found that, that this was the most healing thing for me. And it took a long time to figure that out of like the community, the confidence it builds, the ability to be able to work out around other people and not compare. That was a big one for me. Um, cause I'd always like, I feel like that was a big struggle for me for a long time. Um, the coaches, like the encouragement. And I think the biggest thing too, is like realizing how much we need to eat to perform a certain way. And for me, that was a, another, like the second factor of like my healing relationship with food was like how much food does for my body. So kind of, that might've been a long story. I tried to make short, (laughs) but, um, there's a lot more in there I could have added, but I, for me, it was sort of like a little bits over time of realizing how healing like weightlifting is and feeling strong and allowing myself to be confident in something that I enjoy was a big healing for me. Thank you for sharing that, Christina. I think you have a very different journey from Haley, but it, there's a lot of overlap in so many ways. I think the overlap of community, the overlap of therapy or having a safe space to talk to somebody and then nutrition emphasis is, you know, those commonalities are huge. And I also had the same thing. Um, I did not follow a traditional treatment path. I went to a doctor and because I wasn't quote unquote underweight, the the doctor actually praised what I was doing. So I was an over-exerciser and a restrictor and I was running about 13 miles a day. The doctor didn't have a background in eating disorders or sport or nutrition. And so they were immersed in diet culture themselves. Like no disrespect to them. Like we don't always know when we're immersed in that, but I was praised for it. I was praised for my low blood pressure. I was praised for my low heart rate. And it was really confusing because I would show up. I would book a doctor's appointment probably once a month at some points because something felt wrong. I would go in and be like, I'm always exhausted. I'm always cold. I'm always this. I'm always that. All these symptoms, like I'm constipated. I feel like I can't get out of bed. I feel like I've been hit by a truck. And they said, well, we'll test you for mono. Oh, yeah, it's probably your thyroid. I never was asked or or even nothing was even brought up to me. And so 
I really, really lucked out that I stumbled upon some information about disordered eating that kind of made me, you know, think a little bit deeper. And I loved fitness. It was my passion. It got me through the trauma I went through as a young girl, but it did lead to an addiction. So that love of fitness and love of knowledge and information led me to research. And the research led me to realize I had a problem. Uh, The doctor, unfortunately, wasn't necessarily concerned about any of it. And I didn't even know at the time because I was so young that there was an eating disorder specialist or that there was a residential center. My parents didn't seem concerned. If they were, they never said anything. They just thought I was an, an exercise freak or a health freak. And so I slipped through the cracks and a lot of people do for so long. And I'm so grateful. I went to school for uh, clinical exercise physiology and nutrition and I relearned all this stuff. I got a therapist and I was able to slowly put my life back together and, and fall in love with health and fitness in a whole new way. And I realized the power of education educating people on how to actually heal their relationship to food and fitness is one of the main missions of empowered. And it's what helped me continue to heal and and enter advanced recovery. If I didn't have education, I I don't know when I would have actually gotten help because I, you know, had atypical anorexia, which often gets dismissed. So I think, again, the commonalities there of good coach, uh, education, nutrition, and therapy. Those are the main pillars there. And so we work with therapists and dietitians and doctors. We are like another member of the treatment team to help connect all of those pieces. And I absolutely love our job. I love what we do. Starting Empowered Rx was a, a massive risk. We, we launched right before COVID started, uh, which was terrifying. Then COVID happened. And unfortunately, the eating disorder prevalence in young girls was, it tripled it, you know, it was like 300% of what it was before that. And so business, unfortunately, was kind of booming. And, and I had this overwhelming, almost sick to my stomach feeling of like, I don't want this many clients right now. I don't, I don't want this many people to need help. Obviously, I, it's good for business, but I didn't want it to, people are suffering out there. And I didn't realize how many people were suffering. So, you know, we are constantly getting people who are reaching out from different areas saying, oh, the the Instagram post helped me or, hey, can we talk about services? And, you know, our system is not necessarily for people in early recovery, right? We are for advanced recovery. So our ideal client comes to us having been in treatment for a little while. They've done family-based treatment or they've been to residential or PHP or IOP or they've worked with a private team. And they're ready to take the next steps to advance their healing. Now, that doesn't mean that the thoughts are gone or that they are or 100% weight restored, but it does mean that they are in a space where they've done a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy. They understand what's happening to them and they want to get better. And that's when we can really take somebody and help them find that next level. So we're going to talk about what advanced healing looks like. I would say, I can't speak for you guys. You can, in a second, let us know what you think. But I will say that for me, I think recovery is going to be a lifelong process. That doesn't mean I'm actively sick, but it means that I actively work on growth and development and maintaining recovery. I still have body image uh, dysmorphia. I still struggle sometimes with the emotional side things, but I have committed to a path of recovery 
And I don't stray from that. And I have amazing supports in place. But for me, it's going to be a lifelong. Kaylee, what do you what is your experience with that? Um, yeah, absolutely all of the above. I think uh struggle, we're humans. We're humans, you know, yeah. we're gonna have struggles. Like it's you know, it's just normal. And um, like even yesterday I posted a I almost have a chest to bar pull up. I was so excited about it. And I was almost hesitant to post that video because of my stomach or whatever. And I was just like, you know what? No, my chest was almost touching that bar. That is such a big accomplishment for me. And so it was just a quick thought, pass it by, post it, whatever. Like it's going up there. And I got nothing but love and positivity from it. And I think a lot of times it's just our own product projection, right? Like we're so worried about what other people are going to think, but most of the time other people just love and support us. And so you just have to be yourself. And, but yeah, it's just, it's an ongoing process, but I think really having that good foundation and the understanding and the empowerment and the confidence and building all of that. It's, it's a continued journey, but it, it gets easier and easier. Those thoughts come and go. So instead of stopping myself from posting it, now I'm able to. So it's just small steps, right? I want to congratulate you on getting close to that chest of art because you've been working on pull-ups, just regular pull-ups yes. for a while and you got them. That was like your yeah. six month goal. And then you reached that and now chest of bar. That's so cool. And yeah. I can totally relate. I almost did the same thing to one of my reels last week, but I was like, wait, what am I doing? Like it's a split second where that body dysmorphia speaks up, but we all have those tools to override that. And it's, it's awesome because you know, those challenges are going to persist. And Christina, what about you? Is this an ongoing life process for you? Or do you feel like you're, you're like quote unquote recovered? I guess for a while I would say I'm recovered, but I think being an empowered RX and like being a part of this, I've realized that it is lifelong, like almost like defining it's I'm defining it differently than I used to. Mm. I think a lot of ways of how I would used to say is, well, I'm weight restored, you know, I'm not practicing the behaviors, but I think because of our thoughts and because we're human, like you said, like it's always a lifelong journey of recovering. And for me, it's not always just the behavior side. It's the, the confidence, like you said, in our body, um, the need to control, letting that go, because sometimes those thoughts can come if maybe life feels out of control, you know, like, and I think so for me, it is lifelong, but I feel, I guess I feel recovered, but it's a lifelong journey of just continuing to stay that way, I guess. <laughs> Maybe that's a better way to say it. Yeah, I like that. I would agree with that. I, yeah. I feel pretty much recovered, but it is a lifelong effort to maintain that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things that you brought up is really important too, is like you joined Empowered RX and, and there is a community there. So we're really big. Our Part of our mission is peer-to-peer -peer support. So um, when you join our community, there is a group chat, the girls support each other. Um, we support them and we are peers basically in recovery. We have gone through the recovery process in different ways. We have, you know, come out on the other side, but we also support each other. So we are striving always to help each other with our own recovery. And in a world that promotes competition among women, I feel like that can actually be a really rare thing. So I really love our community because, 
It's women empowering other women. We, we love the phrase. It's actually on all of our shirts, empowered women, empower women. And it's like a ripple effect. So part of our coaching development is to maintain recovery. Our coaches have to have a solid three years of recovery to be able to actively coach. We also offer recovery services for our coaches so that they can maintain or even advance their own recovery. Um, that being said, I believe we all have a decade at least in recovery, right? Yeah, yeah, we're all over a decade. I, I would, I'm nine. I would say nine years. Nine years. Nine, okay. Yes. Nine yes. years. <laughs> yeah. We're we're all really I'm far. <laughs> yeah, we're all really far into recovery, and I think the biggest thing that we need to let our audience know is that number one, you are never alone. If you're feeling alone, reach out to us because there's a whole community here that can support you. Number two, trust your intuition. If something that a provider or a parent or a coach is saying to you feels like it's only harming you mentally or physically, get a second opinion. Seek out a specialist who specializes in this topic so that you can get the care that you deserve because you are so worthy of care. And that's the third thing is you are worthy of time, you are worthy of care, and you are worried and you are worthy of advanced recovery. Um, a lot of people have a hard time in losing the identity of the eating disorder, but life on the other side is so kick-ass. And there's so many more things that we can find uh, about, find out about ourselves when we truly have the energy and the emotional availability to recover. So I do want to talk about what our fitness and nutrition routines look like today as uh, warriors. Um, I myself do intuitive eating and intuitive fitness. What this means, I wake up, I see how my body is feeling. Is it a good day to work out? If it is, I go. If it's not, then I don't sweat it. Um, when I get to the gym and I start to roll out and do my warm up, if I start to feel like, oh man, my body really is not warming up. It doesn't feel right. I'll even stop there and leave the workout for the day. So I'm intuitively moving every step of the way. I used to have a workout program or structure in my head and I was so rigid about it. I would beat my body up. I do not do that anymore. Um, and then for nutrition, um, I struggle with appetite. And so I actually work with Christina as an accountability buddy. When my appetite starts to struggle, I meet with her and she holds me really accountable to making sure I hit um, just getting enough protein. Protein is my downfall. I do not really love meat. Um, so she's she's been helping me with that when I stray from that area, just accountability wise. What does your routine look like, Haley? Um, so I do go like, I have my set days that I go to the gym. Um, I go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, take Thursday off, go Friday, Saturday, take Sunday off. But I also like listen to my body. So today, for example, the workout was rowing and wall balls, which is lower back intensive. And I know I have like low back issues. So today I just took it easy. Like it was more of a moving day for me. So I wasn't in there trying to compete with anybody. I was just in there to move, do the workout. Um, and I also started incorporating jujitsu, which is something new for me. Um, so now I'm just trying to balance that. So really nutrition wise, um, it's basically intuitive. I would say I do try my hardest to focus on protein, um, just because my goals are to get stronger. Um, but yeah, I think for the most part, like I, 
I just listen to my body. Like if I'm hungry, I'll eat. Um, I do also practice like, so with intuitive eating, like I also like planned hunger for me, that's something, um, that kind of helps with that binge restrict. For example, like if I eat at one and I know I'm going to be at a doctor's appointment or I'm going to be coaching or this, that, and the other thing, and I'm not going to be able to eat until eight o'clock at night, maybe around three o'clock, even though I'm not very hungry yet, I do know that, okay, I need to eat something now because if I wait until eight o'clock, I'm going to be ravenous. And then, you know, maybe not in the best mindset to like portion and eat the appropriate amount for me at that time. So, um, yeah, it's just a little bit of planned, a lot of bit of intuitive. Um, and yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. And Christina, where are you at with your, your kind of lifestyle? Uh, similar to Haley. And then I do have like set days that I go. A lot of that is because there are days I can't go. So I like, I, I kind of have a limited time and day I can go. So, I mean, it is what we learned in the CrossFit cert was Monday, Monday through Wednesday, rest Thursday and Sunday. Um, and like workout Friday, Saturday. Sorry. I said that really out of order, but, um, very similar to what Haley said, but I also do listen to my body. If I'm hurting, like my shoulder bothers me, if there's a workout with shoulders, um, I'll go lighter than maybe I want to go. That's a big part of where I have to listen to my body is I a lot of times want to do the RX weight when I know in reality, I don't need to do that. And so I think that's a lot of where the comparison can come in in CrossFit sometimes is someone's doing something of higher skill or a higher weight. So just listening to my body in that way, there are days when I do take off because I'm just not feeling it. Some days I think if I'm not feeling it and then maybe I'm anxious or nervous, it doesn't really help to go do a intense workout because my nervous system is just like overdrive. So I just have to learn to be um, aware of that. I think I have found a good rhythm currently. Uh, I was doing, trying to train more for a competition and I felt like my body was starting to sort of hurt, like almost like an over too much extra weightlifting on top of it. So I have cut down and doing classes and I'm enjoying that a lot. Um, mm -hmm. I would say nutrition is very similar. I have, I try to eat as it's, like you said, it's planned, but intuitive, like it's sort of both. So I'll eat. I have a pretty much set timing. I eat just cause it makes sense in my head. Like I'm hungry around every three hours. Um, but I, I also am like an intuitive of like, if I'm hungry earlier, I'll eat earlier. So that's kind of how I am. I focus on balance. So I'm trying to get all the macros like protein, carbs, fats, and if I'm in the mood for something, then I let myself eat it. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, all of us have different approaches that fit our unique needs. And that's really how fitness and nutrition should be tailored is to fit the individual. So our job as coaches is to work with the individual to help bridge recovery and also their goals. Um, goals such as getting stronger or building confidence. We are not diet culture oriented. We are not no, uh, no pain, no gain kind of people. We believe in 
a lot of different things with Empowered. So we have the nervous system, which we believe is the basis of health, basically. How is your brain operating and how is your body responding to stress? Stress is the number one indicator of poor health, you guys. And most of us who obviously are in eating disorder recovery have experienced poor health, which is a lot of stress on our body. Other traumas and childhood trauma especially is an indicator of having a nervous system that's either dysregulated or unable to handle large amounts of stress. So if you're an athlete and you're, you know, looking at some of the athletes and saying, man, how are they able to do five days a week training? I do too. And I feel exhausted for the rest of the week. Your nervous system is different than that other person's nervous system. And knowing how your nervous system runs, functions, responds to life stressors and how to adjust your diet and your fitness accordingly is a game changer. That's basically intuitive learning, intuitive living. How do we tune in to the way that our body is responding to stress? And how do we, you know, make those modifications so that we can be, you know, our healthiest self? And by healthy, I mean happy, nourished, and well in mind and body and spirit. And Christina mentioned the nervous system. She also mentioned making sure all macros are present, which is another one of our missions is to help people unlearn the myths that are featured in diet culture. Um, people demonize carbs. They demonize fats. Carbs and fats are amazing. Uh, we run off of carbohydrates. We need fats for all of women's reproductive health and hormones and for so many other reasons. We could go on and on, but it is so important that all macros are present. The next thing that we really celebrate is an all foods fit approach to eating. We, our community is so fun. We, we love going on outings. We're going to see the Barbie movie next week. We just did a psychic outing. We did a lake day, but we also have a strong emphasis on making sure we include fun foods in a lot of the activities we do. So the last Friday of every month, for example, is donut and deadlift day. Uh, we're going to get ice cream next week. We really believe that all foods fit. And in order to have joyful movement and joyful eating and a joyful life, we need to have a balance of nourishing foods and also foods that are really fun and bring a smile to our face. So Christina, thank you for hitting on all of those points. That was awesome. Um, with that being said, you guys, we're going to wrap up. This is just number one episode of season five. You're going to be seeing a lot more guests, a lot more warriors who are going to be sharing their stories. And we have a lot of fun topics planned. So thank you so much. And we hope you tune in next time.